Next, this month's special series, Focus on Global Medicine. ReachMD is taking an in-depth look at how medicine is working toward health and longevity for people around the world. Join us all this month for the latest medical research and treatment across borders. International nurse migration can be a great solution to nursing shortages. But what happens to the countries losing their nursing workforce to migration? Welcome to Focus on Global Medicine on ReachMD, the channel for medical professionals. I'm your host, Dr. Bill Rutenberg, and joining us to discuss nurse migration is Dr. Barbara Shear, Professor Emeritus at the University of Delaware School of Nursing. For more than 35 years, Dr. Shear has been actively involved in the nurse practitioner movement and has held regional, state, and national positions in nurse practitioner organizations, including President of the American Academy of Nurse Practitioners, Chair of the National Alliance of Nurse Practitioners, and Chair of the Fellows of the American Academy of Nurse Practitioners. Dr. Shear, welcome to ReachMD. Thanks for joining us. Well, thank you very much for the invitation. Nurse migration, is this a new phenomenon? Actually, it's not a new phenomenon, but it has received greater attention with global awareness and certainly with the nursing shortage. Nurse migration and the nursing shortage are kind of interrelated and are a symptom of global issues. As most of us know, all nations are facing a health care crisis. We have rising health care costs, and it's taking up a larger part of the gross national product. We have increased in our expensive technologies. We're looking at the aging population. The baby boomers in the United States are now reaching 60s. And in other nations, actually in Japan, it's getting to be ground zero because they have a zero population growth, and they're looking at an aging population. Some of the Japanese are living to be over 100. So with a zero population growth, that's certainly a major issue. Also in other countries, the populations are dealing with chronic diseases such as HIV AIDS. And in sub-Saharan Africa, they are dealing with that as a health care crisis. Yesterday, it was announced in Zimbabwe that they had a cholera epidemic, and on the news it said that most people are living in that country to be 35 years of age. But it's certainly a significant issue. How is this global health care crisis driving nurse migration? Are you saying that these countries, because of their health care crises, can't produce enough nurses in their own countries, and so they're bringing them in from elsewhere. Tell me how the two are linked together. Actually, it's the difference between a developed nation and a developing nation. Certainly, we have had shortages in the U.S., and it tends to be relatively cyclic. Where there's a nursing shortage, we're able to produce more nurses, and then we say the market is flooded, the salaries drop, and then again we have a nursing shortage because Young women, it's predominantly a women's profession still. Young women find other professions to enter. This particular cycle actually began around 1998, and it is expected to grow to well beyond 2020. The projected shortage is 275,000 nurses. And this is because in the U.S. we have an aging workforce. Most of our nurses are above 45. Most of them are actually between 45 and 55. And it's a particular concern for nursing faculty because most of our faculty, by the time they have doctoral degrees, are over 50. We also have women coming into the profession later in their life, so they are spending less time practicing as a nurse. So all of this, along with the issues that we're experiencing 
needing additional nurses around the world, it is somewhat of a problem. And because the developing nations have shortages, we have a global shortage. Because they have more resources, they are able to pull from developing nations. And which countries are the nurses coming from, and which countries are consuming most of the migrating nurses? Most of the nurses are coming to the U.S., the U.K. Ireland used to produce more nurses, and they were exporting, and now they they need to uh, also import nurses. Canada, Australia, and New Zealand. Actually, New Zealand is importing more nurses than anyone else. And the source countries are usually the developing nations, South Africa, Zimbabwe, Nigeria. The Philippines is not a developing nation, but has had a long history of exporting nurses. They actually have exported more than any other country. I would think that the education of nurses in such various countries is significantly different. Is there any kind of code or agreement amongst the countries which regulate nurse migration? Are there any standards that we require before someone, say, comes into the United States as a nurse? That's a multi-tiered question. Uh, Let me start out by saying there is no international agreement per se, and there are no international mutual agreements, but several countries have worked on this. There is a trans-Tasman mutual recognition for the AU, for Australia, and New Zealand. So those nations can go back and forth. The European Union has developed a system or is developing a system whereby nurses in the European Union, as part of the Bologna process, can migrate from EU to EU country. And this is causing somewhat of an issue. They are going to have standards developed, but while they're developing the standards, they're looking primarily at baccalaureate-prepared nurses. And one of the issues that the U.K. has right now is that if nurses are graduating from other countries and they have met the requirements educationally, they are registered in the U.K. and there is no cultural orientation for those nurses. Otherwise, if you're coming in from another country that is not an EU country to the U.K., you can be registered with a credential check but you also have to be culturally competent. So that's an issue for them. The United States is not very easy to immigrate to. We think that the concept of nurses coming into the United States and we're just importing them is greater than what actually happens in practice. The statistics that we have from the COGFIN group, which is the Commission on Graduate Foreign Nursing Schools, Reported in 2002, 19,000 nurses applied to take the screening test. 17 took the exam. Only 5,000 of them passed. And looking at the number of visa screens, we are estimating that of that 20,000, only 5,000 actually came in. And that was for how long a period of time? That was for the year 2002. Okay. And that's the last time we have data for? Yes. Do you think the number is about the same that we're still averaging about 5,000 nurses a year? I think the number is probably the same or maybe a little bit less because now the visa screens are somewhat problematic. If you're just joining us, you're listening to Focus on Global Medicine on ReachMD, the channel for medical professionals. I'm Dr. Bill Rutenberg, your host, and joining us to discuss nurse migration is Dr. Barbara Shear, Professor Emeritus at the University of Delaware School of Nursing. So where numbers are, you'd say, probably four to 5,000 now per year? Probably. There really isn't a great estimate because in the United States, 
We act as if we are 50 different nations because each state has its own regulation. I'm sure it's the same in medicine. If you're coming in from another country, what you first need to do is look at the state in which you want to be employed because each state has different regulations. But one thing that is consistent is that everyone needs to pass an examination, which we call the NCLEX examination. It's the National Council Licensure Examination. We call it the NCLEX. And now it is offered in other countries, too. We've always offered it in the Philippines, but now we're also offering it in London. Singapore is one of the countries that will have have this NCLEX exam offered because now it's online. You hadn't mentioned India. Is India a source of nurses to the United States? India is a source of nurses, but they're not producing that many. And they also have a significant shortage. I would imagine they did. I was just bringing up that ethical issue. Actually, I have a statistic for India. They have 45 nurses per 100,000 population. And the recommended number is? Uh, Much more than that. The U.S. has about 782 Wow. Right. The, the lowest statistic I found, and you'll just be fascinated by this, was Malawi. Malawi has 12 million people. They have 94 physicians and 300 nurses. So I guess if it gets really bad for me in this country, I know where to go. Uh, I'm sure there will always be a position there. But how about the ethical issue? Isn't it robbing Peter to pay Paul to allow nurses from these countries to enter into our country and really rob their their own populations of the nursing care they need? There are significant ethical issues, and actually the World Health Organization has put out a Commonwealth Code for Practice for International Recruitment of Health Workers. Some of the problems that we have is that there is the international don't always have a place to work. Even though their nation is deprived of health care workers, they're not employable. They're not on the payroll. In Kenya, they have a, a category called ghost workers, and these are people who appear on the payrolls but don't really exist. And it's estimated that there are 5,000 ghost workers in Kenya. And some of the recent graduates from Uganda and Zambia were unemployed because the health systems cannot pay their salaries. So some nurses are working in those systems for free so that they can just keep up their skills. And also there's a lot of uh, corruption in many, many places. If we import them, if they're eligible to come to a developed nation, which really actually only comprises 5 to 10% of our workforce, they have the advantage of better working conditions, safety. When I was in Africa, I visited the public hospital in Johannesburg, and unfortunately they are running about a 70% vacancy rate for nurses. And when I went in... There were no universal precautions. Many nurses did not have the availability of gloves. When I asked about the patients and what their HIV population was, they said they assume it's 100%. There's personal safety issues. Nurses are frequently abused. So there are some significant issues in some of the developing nations. So nurses are able to come to a developed nation to practice, to increase their level of practice. Some of them actually do go back to their nation, but they're able to send money back to their families. And actually, in the Philippines, nurses were a major export. If you were going to, if your hospital is facing a nursing shortage and you needed to increase your staff, which country would you turn to and what's the process by which 
you identify nurses willing to emigrate to the United States? I'm not quite sure how to answer that. I know that in the UK, they their estimate was that 5,000 nurses applied to them to come into the country, and in that year they hired 15,000. So recruiters were getting 10,000 from other places. I think one of the most important things when we recruit nurses is that it is ethical recruitment, that they don't have a commitment, an outstanding obligation to their country. In many of these nations, when the nurse has education in that country, she owes that country a year or two. It would also be very nice if we could have like a rotational system. I know South Africa was trying to work out a system with the UK in that when their nurses were recruited by the UK, the UK would also send nurses for a cultural experience to Africa. Wow, that's a great program. And if we could do that kind of circular thing, we could improve the educational level of the nurses in the developing nations. When we look at people coming into the U.S., we have to make sure that they have language competency, and that's not easy, particularly if you have English as a second language. Many countries are doing unethical advertising. Nurses come in, and they find out that they are not qualified for an actual nursing position. I would like to thank my guest, Dr. Barbara Shear, Professor Emeritus at the University of Delaware School of Nursing, for joining us to discuss nurse migration. I'm your host, Dr. Bill Rutenberg, and you've been listening to Focus on Global Medicine on ReachMD, the channel for medical professionals. And thanks for listening. I wish you good day and good health. You've been listening to this month's special series, Focus on Global Medicine. For a program guide and a complete list of shows, please visit us at ReachMD.com.